0: Welcome to the Talented Learning Show podcast series, episode 62, with independent learning tech analyst, John Lay. Today, I interview Graham Glass, founder and CEO of Cypher Learning, about amazing advances in their new artificial intelligence-based authoring tool. You can find more of our fiercely independent content at talentedlearning.com. Well, welcome back listeners. On this show, I'm fortunate to interview the world's leading experts in extended enterprise learning solutions from both the vendor and the practitioner perspectives. And today is no different. We have a guest expert from the vendor side of the equation, Graham Glass, and uh, who is CEO and founder of Cipher Learning, which is the leading or a leading extended enterprise and academic learning management system in the world used by tens of thousands of organizations globally. Two years ago, I was lucky to have Graham on the show where we discussed the unique and common evolving needs of corporate and academic LMS buyers. That's episode 42. If you want to go back and listen, it's a great conversation. Uh, Graham and Cypher are one of the innovation leaders uh, in the industry. They're always pushing the LMS in new and exciting directions. And every time I get together with Graham and Cypher, I'm seeing new advances in UI, cohorts, instructor-led training, social learning, gamification, integrations, skills and competencies. And now it's going to be AI, or now it is AI. Uh, Recently, Graham and his team released this. Uh, authoring tool of of AI uh, based authoring tool and I got my first demonstration uh, very recently and I was only 15 minutes into the demonstration my jaw was dropping all I could think of is wow, and I might have even felt a little bit of trepidation as an ex-instructional designer as I pondered uh, really where the industry could potentially go this is my first time of seeing iterative chat GPT in action In a way, that was more than just asking it a question and getting a blog uh, response. Uh, We're going to see how important this is in extended enterprise because in employee learning solutions, 80% of the content that you're buying off the shelf from Open Sesame or some other uh, organization, Skillsoft, but in extended enterprise training when you're training your customers, your partners, or you're doing content as a business or your members, 100% of the content that you create is proprietary. So the need to create, why? Because you don't treat, teach your customers how to use customer word. You're teaching them about your products and your services. And as a result, authoring, being able to develop content fast, quickly, effectively, that's engaging, that's in high quality, and doing that at a price point that you can afford is the holy grail that most training organizations are searching for but have a hard time finding. And Graham and his team has found an answer to that problem and we're going to learn all about it today. Graham, welcome back to the Town to Learning Show. It's great to have you here again.
1: Thank you so much, John. It's nice to be on your show again. And wow, so it's been 20 episodes since we last chatted.
0: Twenty episodes. It team
1: like almost yesterday. So <laughs> time certainly is flying.
0: It goes fast when you're innovating at your pace. Time goes by. Time goes by. Well, let's start at the top. For those uh, listeners that uh, haven't met you or, or Cypher before, I gave a little bit of an overview, uh, but why don't you give a little bit of an overview of uh, the organization for people that don't know who you are or may not have uh, have peeked their head out of the, uh, their own LMS in quite a few years, and, and uh, tell us about what you guys do and where you fit into the market.
1: Yeah, that would be my pleasure. And of course, your your audience can always go to cypherlearning.com, that's C-Y-P-H-E-R learning.com and get the full scoop there, but just a a brief high level. So we provide a very modern cloud hosted learning platform um, and it's used by businesses and universities and school districts around the world. And about half of our revenue comes from the business side and about half from K through 20. So it's a very even split. And because of that, we we have our ears to the ground of a lot of things that are happening in both academia and in early childhood and in business. So we've got quite an interesting perspective on not just learning in general, but also in the uses of uh, AI. And since the last time we've chatted, there's been a lot of quite big um, news on our side. So for example, um, our system powers the entire uh, K-12 uh, education system for the country of Qatar. Um, and they're having fantastic results uh, using cipher academia. And it also happens to be the largest gamification installation in the world, which is really cool. So you've got hundreds of thousands of users all competing in the same game, uh, which is is pretty cool. We're also getting a lot of notoriety from the analysts. Everyone that we've shown what we're going to be talking about today, similar kind of (laughs) experience. Like, oh my goodness, this is really something. So I'm looking forward to us digging in a little bit deeper. The other couple of few things I'll mention, we got Forbes Award, well actually, two Forbes Awards uh, this year, best employee onboarding platform, best uh, platform for employee training. So that was really cool. And also, we just released uh, Cypher Connect, which is our enterprise workflow integration tool. So whatever you need us to integrate with, we will do it um, in a pretty straightforward way. The last thing I'm going to mention before I know we're going to focus on AI is We've got really strong partnerships with both Microsoft and Dell. And through Dell, we're getting involved in some really large scale skills development, talent development efforts. So it's really exciting time for the company, doing some big things in the academia side, but also simultaneously some really big things on the business side.
0: Excellent, excellent, great update. It's fun to follow your uh, your progress and your success. I remember when you were talking about Qatar before it was signed. Uh, as uh, something that could just, just be this huge opportunity and a huge gaming event. So it's nice to see it come to fruition. One of the things because of academia, uh, you know, the creation of content is super important, uh, you know, for teachers all around uh, the world and and in the Cypher platform, you've, you've embraced intra-authoring or intra-LMS authoring before a lot of uh, your peer solutions did. But you've taken it up to the next level. Tell us about, I guess, the authoring progress, you know, where it was and what's being released now. And, and really what's, what's, what's different about that. Let's, let's start at the top, we'll start digging in. There's a lot. So
1: so first of all, um, we're not just focused on authoring with AI, although that is the, what we're releasing first. So our feeling about AI is you can use AI to improve the instructor or teacher experience, the administrator experience. If it's in a business setting, the manager's experience, and the learner's experience. And we've got plans to improve all of their experiences powered by AI before the end of this year. So there's a lot of ways that we can improve the way that people teach and admin and learn. And we're calling that 360 AI. It's basically saying it's not just focused on one particular use case. So that being said, we decided, okay, what are we gonna call this thing? We're calling it cipher Copilot. We're using co-pilot because it's a commonly understood term now, and it emphasizes the fact that it's not replacing your job, it's helping you. If it was to replace your job, we would have called it autopilot, but it's not, (laughs) co-pilot. And our overall philosophy is that AI, I think, is really good at getting you to 80% of your goal, whatever that goal happens to be. But you, the subject matter expert, are the best to do the remaining 20%. So it's it's a kind of an 80-20 rule, if you like. Mm -hmm. So we decided, okay, it's going to be Cypher Copilot. It's going to help tons of different people. But in end of Q2, which is where we are now, we're releasing Copilot version 1. And Copilot version 1 is focused on helping people to create content. And as you mentioned, content is not an easy thing to build. I used to be, a. I used to teach computer science at the University of Texas, Dallas, and my first teaching job was to teach Unix and C programming, which is not an easy thing to teach. That's it covers a lot of ground. Or learn. Yeah, exactly. And so, um, so it took me a really long time to build my course. And so for fun, and I'll tell you more about Copilot in a minute, I went to Copilot and say, Copilot, please help me build a course. Okay. What, what's the course going to be on? And this is all you have to do, say Unix and C programming. And then it says, what's the audience? And it's a drop-down. I want, you know, uh, adults. Uh, what kind of tone of voice do you want? I want it to be academic tone of voice. Um, do you want to also include automatic competencies? Because a lot of your listeners might be into competency-based learning. We certainly are. So the little checkbox, yes, I want competencies. How many modules do you want? I want 10 modules. In every module, how many pages of content? I want three pages of content, I want a free form essay with a rubric, I want a question bank, and I want the question bank to have 50 questions on it, and I want it to be automatically gamified and automated. But that's just a, it's a check, 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 drop down, check, check, check. You can fill that in in 20 seconds. And then you just say, do it. And it takes about five minutes in total to do everything. So after five minutes, when I put in Unix and C programming, it gave me a really, like, surprisingly good 80% of a course on Unix and C programming. And then all I would have had to have done if I was a lecturer is replace some of the images with my own, maybe add one of my favorite videos, add a some custom projects that I would be much better at defining than anybody else. Starting with a personal welcome message, you know, I put my personal touch in a lot of things, so it wasn't just, you know, 100% AI. But it I mean it would have saved me hundreds of hours, no question at all. And this thing was created in about five minutes. So it was it's pretty amazing. And when we were working on Copilot version one, I wasn't really sure how good it was going to be. Because you know, this is all leaning edge stuff. I mean, this this stuff hasn't been around that long. And when we started experiencing the fruits of our labors and seeing the courses, it was. It was jaw dropping to us. It was like, oh my goodness. Um, and I have to say, I'm, I'm a bit addicted to it now, now. So at the end of a long day, I'll just sit down at our Cypher Learning platform. And I'm interested in theoretical physics. So I said, build me a course on advanced particle physics. And in five minutes later, I'm studying advanced particle physics in a competency based thing with quizzes and videos. And, you know, so I'm using it myself to get up. To, like, I did jet engine design this morning. Um, I did the, the the series of Doctor Who, which is one of my favorite series in the UK. I said, "Fill me a course in Doctor Who." So it's like sky's the limit.
0: Wow, wow. So, so tell me, help help us understand where AI fits into all that. What's what's the AI doing for those of us that are,
1: yeah, so beyond
0: first... your. Uh... Jet propulsion skills. Yeah.
1: <laughs> so the first thing, it's not that we're not using just a single service in the background. We're using multiple services of which one happens to currently be ChatGBT, but that might mm. change. And maybe there's a better one that comes out from AWS. Um, so from from the user's perspective, they have no idea what AI, what AI or services are being used. All they see is Cypher Copilot. And it's, it's a curated, restricted um, experience it's not like a chat gbt window opens up and i can type whatever i want it's like help me build a course here are the parameters you fill them in and you say go but behind the scenes there is a tremendous i mean there are hundreds of calls to different services that are involved all orchestrated by the cypher learning backend that you have no idea what's going on so it just does its thing ching, 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 and it's calling lots and lots of services to to do its job. And at the end, it's like, ta-da, here it is. Now, a couple of things I wanna mention to to your listeners. First of all, everything that it creates is editable. And And there's no new stuff that it utilizes that wasn't already there. So for example, let's just take competencies. So in the Cypher Learning Platform, you can add your own competencies by hand or you can import them from a spreadsheet. You can create modules by hand. You can create question banks by hand. You can create rubrics by hand. You can tag modules by hand. You can do all of that stuff by hand, and it takes you know, a, a significant amount of time. So what Copilot is doing is because it intimately knows the Cypher platform and it has access to the services, it can have very, very fast conversations and create games and automate the system and tag the competencies and all the questions at superhuman speed. Um, but once it's done its job, you can go in and change it. I want to add two more competencies. I want to add one more module. I want to change that image. I've, so it's really, you're, you, it's almost like you're uh, a sculptor. And do you want to start building your beautiful statue from a pile of clay? Or do you want some expert to come in and get 80% of the way there? And then you go ahead and put the finishing touches.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So, so you make. So, yeah, go oh, ahead. I'm
0: sorry. No, no. Go ahead. Finish, please.
1: Oh, the last thing I was going to say, it supports tons of languages as well. So you can say, "Build me a course in Spanish" or in Arabic or in Italian. Doesn't make any difference, and it will even select, uh, recommend images and videos that are Spanish or German. So it actually does an extraordinarily good job of multilingual support as well.
0: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay, the instructional designer in me is thinking: okay, you tell it to you know build you a, a course on uh, you know on this technology, um, but there's a, you know from an objectives and you know what you want the students to learn, there could be a lot of diversity in you know how deep you go or how shallow or how broad. How, yeah. how does that, how does that, how do you train that part to, to figure out what you really want from Yeah, That it? is a
1: great question. And I'm actually one of the few people in the position right now to actually start talking about best practices for creation courses using copilot. Um, and it's really because I've been using it a lot. So the way the copilot works is you can give it a really high level task, like build me the entire course, or you can use it for smaller tasks. Like. Create me the competencies or create me two modules or create me a question bank. So the highest level task, build me a course, orchestrates all of those smaller tasks in a very, very rapid fashion. But you can use them on their own. So, for example, um, here's a couple of ways you might do stuff. Let's just say I had to build a course about Unix and C programming. Every time you use Copilot to create a course, it'll be slightly different. Which is a feature, not a bug. Because I actually, as an instructional designer, I know there are lots of different ways to go about building the same course. And, you know, when I was building courses at UT Dallas and then professional training company that I ran, I would frequently, well, I could teach these competencies, or I could teach this variation of the competencies, and, and I would like pick and choose, like, yeah, that's the way I want this course to go. So there's a few things that you can do. Let's just say. You, in, in what, half an hour, you can generate six complete courses, all different. And you can guide it. So you can say, I want it to be for an adult audience in a academic style. And you can even give it other additional hints if you want it. And then because, for example, if I say, build me a course for children, it's going to give you a much simpler vocabulary. Or if I want for children, I might want the style to be humorous, in which case it'll make it more like jolly and happy versus an academic time. So one best practice is just crank out six versions of the course, find the one that resonates best with you, archive the other five because they might have some cool stuff in it. And then the one that you prefer, go ahead and that's your starting point, the 80%. So that's one thing that you can do. And that's one thing I think is really, really important is When an AI can do something that fast, you can try tons of variations very quickly. Um, So if it's a human doing it, you don't have the luxury, oh, I'm I'm going to build a course and it's going to take me two months and I'm going to throw it away and build another one for two months. But if you can crank out an entire course with everything in five minutes, hey, build six courses, no problem. The the other thing that you can do is you can start and just say, I'm just going to use Copilot for generating the competencies they are going to be taught. So that's another thing that I found out is the competencies are almost like the backbone of the course, because the competencies are specifying what you're going to teach in this course. So I could have a different set of competencies for Unix and C programming, which emphasizes C programming more or Unix more, or maybe it's a 50-50 or the slightly more advanced concepts. So an alternative approach you can do is just use Copilot for generating 10 variations of just the competencies without building out the whole course, then pick the one that you want. And once you've got the one you want, generate six entire courses based on that. So, so it's, you know, you will gradually get the hang of how you see the best results. But as I mentioned, the nice thing is it's so fast to do this thing. Um, it's, it's, you know, it gives you a lot more flexibility as an instructional designer. Mm-hmm.
0: Tell me about the content, where it's coming from. So, you know, my understanding with uh, Chat GPT is that, You know, it's it's phishing uh, or indexing, I guess, across all available publicly available sources or some set of them anyway to uh, get its knowledge. What about the corporate knowledge uh, of an organization like their videos and SharePoint? And yeah, I'll talk about
1: about the high level architecture and then I'll talk about the the internal uh, private data. So the first thing is ChatGBT does a lot more than indexing content. In fact, I don't even know if it indexes it per se. What, what, what ChatGBT does is ingest virtually the entire public internet, and it stores it in a way that is somewhat analogous to the way a brain might store it. Not exactly the same way. I'm not saying ChatGBT is a conscious brain, but yeah. it extracts the essence of what it's seeing. But it's not storing anything as a copy and paste kind of thing. So, so for example, let's just say I read five books on Unix and C. my memory is not that good. I'm not gonna remember, oh, page 34 said this, but I would understand it. And then you say, hey, Graham, how does Unix do file system permissions? And then I will answer back to you in a, in a phrase. And if you ask me the same question five minutes later, I'm gonna give you something slightly different because my understanding is still the same, but I don't remember the way I communicated. So every time you ask me, I'm gonna give you a different answer but it's based on my ingested understanding, not, it's not a copy and paste. So that's the reason that at least as of now, when you ask ChatGPT a question, it's not copywriting because it's not copying and pasting from anywhere. So, so ChatGPT is one of the AI services that we use, but it's not the only service that we use. And so when we're assembling a course, there are three sources that we currently use. And we're gonna be involving additional sources in Q3, by the way. There is the text content, and that currently is coming from ChatGBT. And as far as we know, that's not copyrighted. So, you know, you can use it to your heart's content. The second thing that we do is that we can suggest videos which all come from YouTube. ChatGBT itself does not tell us which video to do. It says, hey, there might be a video, And if it's Doctor Who and a good keyword to search for is Daleks. So behind the scenes, we can search YouTube and we can say suggest five good videos that are Doctor Who and the Daleks and it will come back and then we'll pick a good one and put it into the content. Um, But one of the things that you have to do in your 20 percent is make sure that you have the commercial license to whatever is being actually linked to the text itself. You don't have to worry about. Uh, But, you know, I think YouTube videos are pretty safe to embed in the YouTube player. Um, And then there's also images. So we use another search engine to say, hey, suggest some good images, Doctor Who, the Daleks. And we have the option to restrict that to creative commons if you want to. Um, And then it will suggest some images. But once again, they are suggestions. We're not saying we guarantee that this is, you know, commercially licensed. That's part of your 20%. Mm -hmm. But just think about it. If you were building this course from scratch, you'd probably be doing the same thing. You'd probably go to Google and find a or go to YouTube and move those things in. But you would have to still check everything's everything's cool. So we we are assembling. With generating generated content, and we are also suggesting videos and images as part of that content. And we've got some really cool plans on generated images as well. So we're not doing that in the first version, but depending on the quality, you might say, hey, I want these images to come from uh, Midjourney mid journey to sidestep copyright issues. And then maybe you just generate an image of the Daleks, in which case you don't have to worry about copyright because that image never existed until you created it.
0: Wow, cool, cool. We should probably schedule this for three hours, but we only got a few more <laughs> minutes left. A few well, more I, minutes I'll left. What,
1: I'll come to the second part of your question, which is to do with public versus private data. So in the first release of Copilot, um, it's limited to all the public data on the internet. So version one is not gonna have access to your private data, how your, how your turbines work in you know, some company. But in Q3, we are gonna release the ability to ingest private data as well. Wow. So you know, the general idea is there are a lot of courses that you can, I mean, fantastic courses that you can build based on public data. Um, And it could be, you know, brand marketing, you know. So let's just say, for example, that that you want to teach brand marketing, but within your organization, 90% of that course you'd build is going to be from public data. But maybe 10% of it is, and here is the way that we do branding internally, or here are our brand trademarks, and you, you know, you want to put that special source in. So you just say, build me a course on digital brand marketing, and five minutes later, you've got a course, and then you go in and then you add all of your private data so even without ingesting it directly it actually still serves a really good purpose hybrid but as i mentioned it's pretty it's pretty clear that we would like to bit people to be able to attach to private um, corpus of data um, and that will definitely be available before the end of this year okay cool
0: all right well we're at at our time so we'll end up with an advice question that we uh, we always end up with on the show what's your best advice for organizations now, you know, if, if anybody's like me in last year, they didn't even think about ChatGPT and now you can't get away from it anywhere. What are the first steps like a training organization should start thinking about with uh, using AI in, in authoring? Any, you know, it seems like there's a mountain of things you could do. Like what are some first steps you should start taking um, even in well, you know, your particular authoring tool?
1: Yeah, I mean, I'll tell you my own personal experience. So I heard about it. Almost immediately after it was released. So the first thing I did is I just start trying it out using the OpenAI, you know, free chat. And, and, and then immediately it's like, oh my goodness, I could do this with it, I could do this with it, you know, and you come up with a list of 10 things that you could use it for. Um, then I just started using it on a daily basis, even before we started working on It's like, hey, you know, um, tell me about, you know, maybe there's a new tagline we could use. And I'm riffing with my chief marketing officer and I go to Chat GBT, hey what tagline would you use? And you go, wow, that's actually pretty good. So you start, I started using it in a very small, incremental, on a daily basis. Then I upgraded to ChatGBT Plus because I wanted to use the latest and greatest and I want to use it more frequently. But then obviously, you know, we're a learning platform company. And one of the things that we can help our customers with is developing courses. So we looked at it and we thought, well, that is an area that I would personally use if I was still teaching at UT Dallas. Always nice to build something that you would yourself use, so we decided to focus on that. But I will say, there was nothing, or there is nothing like what we built out there, nothing. And uh, and we were kind of surprised by how good it even version one turned out. So I would say, if you're interested in how this can help course design, there are some things out there where you know, copy and paste from Chat GBT or generate a page of content. But when you see an entire end-to-end course with competencies, question marks, rubrics, modules, content, the works, gamified. That's like a whole nother level of ROI. So I would say, you know, the next step is try our platform because once you've seen it, it'll it'll open your mind to what how not only what's possible but what is possible right now using AI.
0: Wow! Oh, outstanding! Outstanding! Great advice! Uh, great advice, uh, listeners. You want to get a look at this? platform. We uh, recently did an executive briefing demonstration uh, with Graham where we got a, a business overview and then take a, a look at this in a recorded way. If you go to uh, Cypher Learning's profile on talentedlearning.com, uh, you can uh, review uh, that executive briefing and demonstration and have this all come to life. Of course, you can go to CipherLearning.com and request contact and get a personalized Uh, look at this also. And uh, anybody that's in uh, e-learning, online learning, learning systems, LMS, learning content management systems, authoring tools, I encourage you to take a look because if you're like me, you haven't seen it before. Graham, thanks for coming on to the Talented Learning Show. It's uh, fantastic to see you again and just incredible to hear uh, your enthusiasm and uh, the level of innovation coming out of your organization. Thanks uh, for today and thanks for your work in the industry.
1: Yeah, thank you so much, John. It was great to be on your show. I know the previous one was episode forty-two, which we all know is the meaning of life. This was episode <laughs> sixty-two, so maybe I'll be back in episode eighty-two. Who knows?
0: Eighty-two, hopefully before that. Hopefully before <laughs> yes. that. Yes. All right. Well, thank you very much, uh, listeners. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of the Town to Learning Show podcast series. We hope to see you on the next. You can find more of our independent content at towntolearning.com. Have a great day, everyone.